Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Today is part four, and what we're doing is we're sharing with you ideas, a plan, a system on how to make at least $100,000 in the first 100 days of 2024. I say at least, and I emphasize it because many of you, that's a very easy goal to accomplish, and so you need to increase what that number is going to actually be. Now, you have great momentum in first quarter. It is going to set you up for a fantastic rest of your year. You have crappy momentum in first quarter, and then you're trying to build momentum in second quarter. You're going to have maybe one or two like good months, and the rest of the time you're going to be you know rebuilding and building. Yeah. If you have suffered from ups and downs in income, it's because you did not start the year with enough momentum. And by enough momentum specifically, we mean leads. We need mean listings. We need, you know, triple A motivated buyers. We mean that you need to be hitting the ground running in January, not in March or April. That's exactly right. Well put. So again, $100,000 in 100 days, adjust accordingly. If you're already on track for that, maybe you increase your goal. And this is day four. And so if you want to listen to the previous three days, obviously you can go to Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. If you want the full notes, because I know that uh, someone told me that iTunes is clipping some of our notes, that's mm -hmm. fine. Go to our main website, timandjulieharris.com and click on podcasts. And then all of our notes there and they're not uh, clipped. In other words, you can see everything that Julie and I are looking at. You can look at as well. We do encourage you to use these notes for coaching and training of your own team, your brokerage and whatnot. Um, and yeah, that's great. So Julie, point number 11. Point number 11 is investors. So join your local investors clubs. All of you have these. Some of you have uh, multiples of these. You can find this usually on meetup.com. I know meetup.com sounds like a dating site. It's not. It's all kinds of different uh, meetings. And one of those you can find is investors. Also, private Facebook groups in your town for where you work. Those are, are a great, that's a great source for investor groups too. Private Facebook groups uh, are definitely the first place you should go. Meetup.com is going to be, I mean, for the most part, people are forming private Facebook groups around these WhatsApp things. WhatsApp groups and things like right. that too. So you're going to go to Facebook. You're going to put in whatever your interests are, obviously, with this, you know, with this point, it's going to be local investors. And a lot of them are going to be closed groups. So you're going to have to act, uh, ask for, you know, access, but definitely do that. That's right. So you're going to then know who's looking for what property and which investors are likely to sell. This will also give you insider information about pocket listings, which can benefit your buyers. Now, I, I want to expand this point just for a second. One of our coaching clients, uh, Gray, who lives out in New Jersey, one of the great things that he does, and you know, in Ocean City, there's a lot of older property, right? That's either getting torn down, rehabbed, flipped, the back lot's getting developed. There's all kinds of this type of thing. So he will discover a great investment deal through his investor network, and then he will take that opportunity to his past client center of influence database and say, this is something that I think that is a moneymaker who is interested. So he takes this, he takes this uh, point number 11 plus point number one from a couple podcasts ago talking to your past clients and basically plays matchmaker and it works really well for him. Uh, well, I'll give you, I'll build on that a little bit, Julie. Uh, there are agents that are making a fortune from doing exactly Julie's point number 11 here with regards to investors. And what they're doing is there are a lot of investors 
Their game is obviously to try to buy houses wholesale, fix them up and sell them for retail. That means they have to be making lots and lots of offers on properties that many of the sellers maybe want to sell, but not willing to sell at the lower price that the investor needs to pay in order to make a margin on the house, right? So Mm -hmm. what happens to all of those motivated sellers that turn that investor down to wholesale the house? Those could be, that's another great uh, source of listings leads for you. And again, you're going to find when you start connecting with these investors, the one thing that's nice about an investor is generally speaking, once they've made a little bit of money off one, you know, house flip or whatever, they're addicted to it. That's very true. And, you know, prices are still rising. It's still possible to do in this market. Um, You know, I was thinking about the Kenmore team. One of the things that they use their investors for is their own investing. They'll talk and they'll take a few listings, you know, to your point, these investors don't buy everything that's an opportunity, right? And some of them are running their own ads, right? So they're already lead generating. You don't have to pay for any of that. They're not going to actually buy everything. So um, the Kenmores, every now and then they'll come across an opportunity that they personally want to buy. So it's a great opportunity for some of you personally to build your rental portfolio or do your own flips. Okay, so all good opportunity. Point number 12, door knocking. Now, this is not at the top of the list, because it generally takes more contacts to take a listing, but it is still effective when you're consistent. Door knocking can help you become more comfortable speaking with people about real estate, and many times you'll be at the right place at the right time, and indeed take listings from being there. Before you go door knocking, choose your neighborhood wisely. Does it turn over very much? What's the average sale price? What's currently active, pending, and recently sold? What's being built around the neighborhood? Is there new construction nearby? Become the go-to neighborhood specialist and use good scripts at the door. Start with your own neighborhood since you already know it really well. And of course, refer to our recent podcast series about door knocking, Tim. That was one of our most popular series is the door knocking. And a lot of our coaching clients really love it. That'll give you some more help, more systems. Be sure to ask your Harris certified coach for additional support. It is a hot topic in premier coaching. Let's string some ideas together. Do an open house, generate a lot of buyer leads, get a really, you know, pre-qualify all those buyer leads, really drill down, know what they're after. And if they want to live in that community or adjacent communities, that's fine. Door knock into those communities with your list of prospective buyers that are looking actively in those particular markets. That is going to be a very powerful way for you to establish yourself instantaneously with that prospective seller that you are a very proactive agent. And you will find, especially this time of year, there you will discover the sellers that were planning on putting their houses on the market, air quotes, in the spring, whatever that is. So you might actually start pulling out listing leads that would have been, you know, looking to list in say three or four months, mm-hmm. they're going to be willing to actually list their house now. Now, if they still want to hold the house off the market until three or four months for whatever reason, that's fine. But now at least you have a listing lead. This is you closing the loop and being proactive about lead generation. And if you think, and Julie's point with regards to sale prices, if you've got somebody that's moving up to say a million dollars and they're moving out of something that's $800,000, they're going to sell that $800,000 house with you as soon as you find them something in XYZ subdivision they want for a million. Well, you're going to now door knock. You're going to find a few you know, potential houses for that perspective, you know, the buyer who's also your seller. But what happens to the seller of the house that you are now selling you're, they're also going to be a client. And then another one and another one. This all com- You guys can set yourselves up for amazing 2024. It's your best year ever if you're proactive with some of these ideas. Well, it's interesting because you just described, you just bullet pointed one of our coaching clients, Kristen in Texas. That is just about exactly how she is not just on track. She's blowing through her goal this year. I think her goal is 500,000. I think she's going to end up possibly close to 800 doing what you just said, okay, with the accountability of coaching, 
with the supportive coaching, the making sure that she's not just on track, she's starting to get ahead. She's using the combination of all of these points. What do your buyers want? Well, where did your buyers come from? From an open house. Why did you get them from your open house? Because you had the, the listing, right? <clears throat> so one thing leads to the next. Then she goes door knocking for what they want. She identifies that. That person has to sell. Lather, rinse, repeat. The advantage that she has now is that all of that hard work she did, especially over the summer, discovering who wants to move up, who wants to build, who's relocating, who's you know becoming an empty nester, who just wants a better view. She's got one person that just wants to be on the lake, right? So she has that all organized and now she's matchmaking and she's in a good price range so that it's very much worth her time to do things like door knocking and open houses and lead follow-up. Isn't she in Dallas? Fort Worth, yeah. Fort Worth, yeah. Yeah, outside of Dallas. So the moral of the story here is, is everyone else goes digital. Everyone else, all the, your competitors, agents, are hiding behind keyboards and doing their TikTok videos and hoping that they get a lead from Instagram and all these other things. Mm -hmm. All that stuff has a place. But if you are serious about being successful and you don't want to wait around for those things to work or not work or never work, why don't you take some proactive measures and go out there and find your own business? That is what a the, the best version of you as a real estate uh, you know sales professional that's what you're going to have to do because otherwise, what are you, you're going to miss the you're going to miss 2024. You're going to be waiting around for all the passive lead generation, the marketing stuff to finally bring a lead to you, or even worse, you're going to go agree to pay 40 or 50 percent referral fee for a buyer lead. We just gave you a very simple way for you to generate leads now. Why wouldn't you do it? You answer that question yourself, Julie. Next point. Okay, so we just gave you 12 points over the past four podcasts where you are leading your plan to make at least 100,000 in the first 100 days of 2024, you're leading with lead generation. You're not going to make your 100 grand minimum if you don't have any leads. So we've given you those 12. Are you convinced that you personally can make at least 100,000 in 100 days? Well, for many of you, you're probably feeling really comfortable with at least two or three of the 12 sources of leads that we presented to you. So start with those and drill down to increase your contacts and your level of skill on those lead generators. If you need scripts and skills, you've come to the right place. Just ask for help. Waiting is not profitable. Now, I have to address this because, <clears throat> excuse me, I can I can just hear them. I can sense them. Oh, Julie, what if I generate too much business? Exactly. If you're freaking out because that's more business than you've ever had, you can't imagine managing all of that. Well, make sure you have a transaction coordinator to start with to help you if you don't already. Well, let's before you yes. just say that because that's mm -hmm. just a big, you know, big bunch of, you know, a whoop ass, frankly, if agents aren't ready for it. True. Our prescription, it depends on your price point yes. for our suggestion when you hire a transaction coordinator. And again, it depends on your price point. If you have a high sale price, then you can, you know, move this whole plan forward. But generally speaking, if you've done three closings per month for at least three months in a row, you're ready to basically take on somebody who's going to be a fixed cost, okay? Yeah. Now, that transaction coordinator should pay for themselves from the transaction fees that you're charging your buyers and your sellers. The transaction coordinator should not be paid from the actual commissions, which should be your profit. So charge a transaction fee. You can charge it to both buyers and sellers. Second time I said it, hopefully it's, you know, you guys are understanding. If you don't know how to do it, join Premier Coaching because the coaches all know how to teach that. Exactly. I mean, some of you are charging too little, frankly, in transaction yeah. fees. We have agents, uh, clients that are charging over $1,000 in addition to commissions as a transaction fee. That's how you pay for staff. But we do not want you taking on fixed cost as a team member unless you have the, you know, consistent, uh, right. you know, proving to yourself you consistently generate the revenue. Now, also, 
I would suggest you use a contract transaction coordinator. Mm -hmm. And there are some amazing ones that are out there. We talk about that in Premier Coaching. In other words, you only use a transact. It's not a fixed cost. You're not going to have to pay them. You know, 50 There's no salary. There's no salary, right. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to say this too. I talk with agents on such a regular basis now who are coming off this big boom market. And they're always basically, you know, you can sense their financial concerns. And, and it's normal and it's natural. In this past market, some of you have been making decisions to overpay staff. And I'm just going to call it as it is. Some of you are paying your buyer's agents 75%. Some of you are paying your transaction coordinators a salary plus a percent of each closing. All of you need to realize that you're overpaying for that help. Mm -hmm. You are. You need to use this market as an excuse to right size, scale down your staff, especially fixed cost staff members, and figure out a different way. I had a call uh, maybe two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and this actually, you told me about this. I, I mean, all my calls and our conversations yeah. intermingle, right? Mm -hmm. Where you were telling me you had a conversation with an agent, I think it may be a new coaching client, where you're going through all their expenses mm -hmm. without mentioning names. Yeah. Describe that. Well, they, they were going, yeah, I think really what we we're doing is we we're comparing previous, and, and many of you can relate to this. What was your previous hottest year? A lot of you, if you're being honest, it was 2021. Yeah, for it sure. might have been 2022, at least the first half. But for most of you, it was either 2020 or 2021. When there was FOMO, fear of missing out, we had outrageously low interest rates, and the entire world wanted to transact with you. That's right. Okay? Now, some of you... By the I, way, the yeah. COVID shot's been proven to make people want to buy real estate. Oh, go get a booster that, then. That, that's, that's right. There you go. That, that's another, uh, that's something that they didn't disclose, but that is one of the Maybe they did, had. you know, retrospect. Maybe maybe looking back, we'll discover that. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. But the point is that, and, and I understand this because you guys were doing tons and tons of transactions. It was very competitive. You were in the thick of it all the time. And in your minds, you normalized that. And you normalized the uh, momentum of the market acting like that, and you started overpaying for buyer agents, you started overpaying for staff, you started putting transaction coordinators on salary, and now, uh, you know, 2023 is going to go down as the toughest year in real estate in terms of number of sales, and make sure that you're separating that, not because of distress, but because the number of sales was the lowest since 2009 when we were missing an entire class of buyers that had been short sales and foreclosures, okay? So it was a tough year. And I read this on the agent boards all the time. And I do hear it from especially incoming coaching clients that have, have really woken up to the fact that, guess what? It's not going to be like that. It's, we're not going back to that kind of easy momentum, right? What's the saying about when the tide goes out, we, you know, the water goes down, we see who's been swimming without swimsuits or what? I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty you, close. Something like yeah. that. A, okay. a, a bunch of naked people, basically, is what you're yeah. describing. You know, the tides <laughs> raise all ships and then but, it goes out but, and now you're all naked. But yeah. Julie, that's what I was talking about. When I have these yeah. calls with these brokers and these teams, um, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to have this conversation unless they want to have the conversation. Sure. But I have yet to have a conversation with anybody with a team. I'll say definitely in the last year, but maybe even the last two years where you, they actually know their numbers. Now they might know their overall numbers. Or they might know their numbers of leads or their number of all that type of stuff. They're going to know funnel stuff. But what they don't know is their net profit. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and here they are coming off what, you know, 
I would say maybe two years ago, we ended what was a long, very crazy Frenzy. boom market, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're going to be entering a new one. We think 2024 is going to be the start of what will be probably the best 10, maybe even more years in real estate in the history of the real estate. The beginning of it, yes. Listen to you, exactly. Listen to our podcast from two weeks ago. We were doing our uh, prediction show and you guys will feel the same way. But what I've learned, and I already knew this from coaching, but what hopefully I'm you know, effectively expressing to all of you is many of you without knowing it, are running nonprofit businesses. In other words, you will take your, let's say you did 300 transactions, and we see this a lot. You divide those, uh, how many of those are buyers versus sellers? 50, 50, 150 buyers, 150 sellers. How, on the buyer side of the transactions, you on the buyer side of the business, of so those 150 deals, you need to do a standalone profit and loss on just those buyer sides. And let's say you had five buyer agents, you need to do a profit and loss on those five buyer agents. Not the blended version. Not the blended. So the blended is what people have been trained to do, but it also hides the, the problems in the business. So for example... I want you to do a profit and loss on each of your buyer agents because what you're going to find, guaranteed, is one of the buyer agents is doing a great job. Uh, you know, two of them are doing an okay job, and three of them are actually you're losing money on every deal they do because the amount of deals that they close versus the number of leads that you're giving them and the amount of money you spend trying to keep them, you know, afloat is way out of whack. But why do you keep them? Because you have a sense of community, because you have this sense of loyalty to them, because you have all of these. I think well-intended emotional feelings towards them, but what you've got to accept in this new year, use this as an opportunity to hard reset some of those decisions. All of those people have potential, probably. You want to keep them all as part of your business, probably, but you're going to have to retool the way you go about paying them so you're actually making a profit from those transactions. Otherwise, you're going to have 10 years, 20 years past you, and you're going to say, what the hell do I have to show for all these billions of houses I sold? And the answer is going to be very little because you gave all the money away. Well, that's right. And as you were talking, and I, I think you're very articulate on that because you have so many calls with agents. And I think you're right. We don't just jump into that with you guys. It's a tough conversation. You have to be, you know, wanting that help, right? <clears throat> so one of the things that I've worked with with my elite coaching clients is uh, if it's going to be a team member that you are committed to keeping, and some of these are family teams and, you know, there's different versions of teams, right? You want to make sure that they are all rowers and not just riders. Right, what so are they doing? Every single person on your team has their own center of influence, for example. So Julie and I talk about this concept in our book. And the idea is imagine a boat. Okay, the boat is full of you and your staff. If you're just an individual agent, hopefully this is a good lesson for you. So when you start adding staff, assuming you do, and we're not necessarily saying the only way up the mountain to be successful in real estate is have a big team. That's absolutely not true. You could be fabulously successful in real estate with just you and maybe two assistants. Just keep that in mind. Talk about that in the book too. Right, exactly. So the concept is, is you have a boat. In the boat, you have some people, especially if you're following some of these you know, team models that everyone's been following for a long period of time since the 90s, you're going to have some people that are considered support staff. Those are the riders. They don't know how to, they don't create leads. They don't create money. They're just an expense. And they're a fixed expense, which are the worst kind. And then you have the roars. You're a roar. Your buyer agents are a roar. Maybe you have a listing specialist that's a, a roar. I mean, when you want to scale up a team, that's part of what we teach you guys when you get into the elite coaching levels. So what you need to do in a market like this is you're going to need to realize that those fixed costs, the you know, people that aren't generating revenue, they probably need to be retasked, retasked, 
<laughs> I'm trying mm-hmm. to say it. Yes. At the very least, which means you're going to have to take what that person does and maybe move them to a rower. If they're unwilling to become a rower. So for example, let's say you are selling 300 houses a year. And let's say you have three transaction coordinators, which probably is about one too many. You can probably take that transaction coordination. Um, you know, I told you how to pay for them through transaction fees. Why don't you have those transaction coordinators start picking up a buyer now and then so they at least can cover their expense? Well, they can prospect their own center of influence and bring something to the team as well. I mean, I have several that I'm coaching where that's one of their new requirements going into 2024 is that you need to be bringing listings in and they get bonused a little something. And the rule is if you, the team leader, would not have otherwise had it, if it weren't for them, they get a little something extra for being proactive, for talking, for but prospecting. Stop giving all your money away. Yeah. Stop giving all your money away That's on the buyer the side. That's really the bottom line. So have a real, again, the beauty of the real estate treasure map and the beauty of this time of year, uh, if you're willing to, have the hard conversation and drill down on really what you want to be doing differently in your business. If you know, the, Julie and I are preparing to do this very thing. We talk about this on the podcast, but it's a fun concept and we actually do it. You know, imagine you're sitting on the beach, which, you know, we are. And let's say you're going to ask yourself, what are the things that you've accomplished in the last 12 months that you're most proud of? I mean, there's a different ways, different ways to phrase it, but I'll tell you what the secondary thing is. So there's five areas of life that most people agree that are the most important. And they are Julie Harris. (laughs) Thanks for putting me on the spot. Of course. Also, that's a future podcast next week specifically, but um, family, Uh, financial, physical, mental or spiritual, and educational. There you go. So those five categories. Now, what we're going to do, and this is what Julie and I do, this is what we do with our coaching clients, this is what you should be doing with your family, doing with yourself, is you're going to then ask yourself, what am I most proud of that I've accomplished in the last 12 months regards to physical? Then you're going to say financial, then you say spiritual, then you say family, then you say educational. Now, you might not have anything that you're particularly proud of, uh, let's say, you know, in the, you know, physical realm. Maybe you were just maintaining and that in itself is something you should be proud of, you know, frankly, Uh, or maybe you're not really focused on spiritual or just, you get it. Uh, We're not suggesting that you have to have a big damn long list under each of those categories. Matter of fact, depending on your age, frankly, you should be primarily focusing on most of you should be primarily focusing on financial and family. As you get older, people always gravitate more towards spiritual which obviously makes sense. But the one thing also, educational. That's where a lot of people drop the ball. A lot of you are operating on things that you read years ago, things that you've been, you know, made sense years ago that don't work now and don't work at the same level, but you've not taken the opportunity to say, you know what? Those postcards that I've been doing, Mm -hmm. those things, they just, they kind of suck. I mean, they're not working like they used to, but they did work five years ago. Well, because they worked five years ago doesn't mean they're going to work again in the future. And, you know, those are the types of things. That's the blessing of this time of year. So um, a lot of these conversations I'm having with agents are because a lot of them are thinking about moving over to eXp Realty. And if you're looking to move up and increase your potential in the real estate industry, it is the next natural progression in your careers. And I, again, I had conversations, a lot of conversations with small and medium-sized brokerages. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are worried about the commission-sharing lawsuit. Yep. They're wanting to know, uh, have a proven path forward. Those are the conversations that I love having because I'm helping folks and I feel like you know I'm making a great impact on their lives. If you are ready to take the next natural step in your career and become a, really a partner with Julie Knight, EXP Realty, we'd love the right uh, to be your EXP Realty sponsors. And um, let's start out with uh, having a conversation. You can text me directly 
at 512-758-0206. And if you're an individual agent or if you're a big team or a big brokerage, let's have the conversation. And at the very least, you're going to know what you're saying no to if you choose to stay at your current situation. Yes. And I have to point out, excuse me, I have to point out that especially, I mean, for everybody, but especially those teams and brokerages, if you're somebody that does need help drilling down on the finances, that is a confidential conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So I had a conversation with someone the other day, and I won't mention their name. Right. And the person uh, I asked, let's just start out the very basic. I said, how much money did you earn in the last 12 months? Mm-hmm. The answer was $500,000. Yep. What's your commission split at your broker? 90-10. Is there a cap? No. Is there? A, I didn't ask about royalty fees or added fees, all the rest of it. I just stuck on the you the know 10% numbers. of yeah. 500 grand, which is 50 grand. And then they, and I said, well- I have great news for you. Mm-hmm. If you were DXP, you would have got you your cap would have been sixteen thousand, mm-hmm. and because you would have qualified for Icon, you would have earned the right to basically have your uh, the sixteen thousand dollars rewarded back to you in the form of EXPI stock. Yes, you know at, at EXP, making you expense free. Exactly. In other words, EXP is paying you to be a top producing agent there. Yes. You're not paying your broker. Do, and you base that math based on the production they're already doing. Exactly. Yeah. And which most people are going to be doing a lot more next year. Sure. And so if you're rolling into next year, and so I'm going to explain what I just said. It's called the ICON program. So what it is, is after you pay in your cap of 16 grand, um, then at, do you sell an additional 20 houses or have a total GCI of 500 grand and this person qualified based on the GCI, then you qualify to be uh, essentially to earn the icon award. And then you, there's uh, you get $12,000 um, award. And then there's two uh, extra things you do for the additional 4,000. Which All, are easy. Yeah, they're easy. They're basically, you know, um, really con- uh, contributing to EXP, doing an educational event, things like that sure. online in EXP mm-hmm. world or whatever. But the moral of the story is you get the uh, your $16,000 back in the form of EXPI stock. Now, some of you are thinking, well, $16,000, no big deal. Well, no, maybe not in your world. But guess what? 50 grand is. And if you're planning on being your current broker for the next five years and earning the same amount of money, that's a quarter million dollars that you basically have given away versus had you been at EXP. That you, you could have invested. Ex- well, you would. they would have invested for you. It's for yeah, savings. Yeah. Exactly. It's all good. There's so many reasons why you guys need to open your eyes and you know treat this time of year as an opportunity to really be honest with yourself about what's working and what's not. Again, Treasure Map is a great source for sort of having something that's disinterested to bounce your ideas off of. Mm-hmm. And then when you are being honest and you find something that's not working in your life, you could be caught in a coaching relationship and you're saying to yourself, my business did not progress for you know squat in the last 12 months. It's time for you to upgrade your coaching relationship. You know, if maybe you're in a, you know, a, a um, Maybe you're going to the gym and you've been using a trainer and you become buddies with the trainer and the trainer's not really, you know, being just talking the whole time. You're just talking the whole time. Well, time to upgrade the trainer. So look for the areas that you're being complacent. And a a backward trick for doing this is ask yourself what you're avoiding the most. So whatever you're avoiding the most, and a lot of us, it's financial conversations, right? That's what you need to be putting your yes. priorities on. Or it's, you know, doing the physical stuff. Going back to that question about what are the, you know, the things you're most proud of having accomplished in the last 12 months. Because the second part of that is, the second question is, all right, so Julie, these are the things that you said you're most proud of having accomplished in the last 12 months. Now, what are the things 12 months from now mm-hmm. that when we're sitting probably in this very spot on the beach... We're not on the beach, by the way, but you it's guys are. It's raining today. But. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is raining today. Yes. So 12 months from now, 
what are the things that you want to be looking back upon mm-hmm. at 20 as 2024 is becoming 2025 that you want to be most proud of? That's how you really get at the heart of what's important to you with regards to goal setting. And uh, it also will help you to realize the difference between a goal and a dream. I mean, a, a goal is a dream with an action plan where a lot of you have gotten accustomed to is just writing down these dreams and creating dream boards. I mean, the, it's called a dream board. You know, a goal is something that you say you're going to actually accomplish. Here's the plan. Here's the plan includes accountability. Here are the dates when said goal is going to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. Here are the milestones that are going to be set along the way. That is how all of you know that you've always accomplished things. A lot of us in our lives have had other people that have forced us to do that, right? Maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was a school teacher. Maybe it was your parent. Maybe it was a boss. Well, you're self-employed. You're going to have to do it for yourself. And that's the first part of you know becoming a premier coaching client is completing the real estate treasure map. Anything else you'd like to say, well, guys? I'm glad that you buttoned it up with the treasure map because it does get back to that. And the thing with the treasure map is it's very, very personal to you. This is not something you can just Google and do some boilerplate thing that you found online. Yep. This forces you to be introspective, not just about your finances, though that is very critical, but also about what's important to you. Why'd you get into real estate in the first place? How is that going? What is your plan to move forward? Real estate is the biggest blessing. And go you for being licensed. There's nobody saying that you can't sell anymore. There's nobody saying, I'm sorry, your job only pays X. You're going to have to do something else if you want to eat, you know, earn more money. Or you're going to have to move across the country. Or you're going to have to do this or that or the other, right? It's a huge blessing. So give yourself the gift of paying attention and upgrading everything before it's next year. What was that movie we were watching last night with Eddie Murphy? Uh, I, don't, I didn't catch the title of that, that Christmas movie. Yeah, it's on. I think it was on Netflix or yeah. it may have been on Apple TV. Uh-huh. It actually was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, well, so uh, in the movie, the Eddie Murphy character gets fired from his job. Oh, yeah. And like Zoe didn't really know what the hell that meant. So she started asking me about that, like, are you and mom are going to get fired for your job? And I said, Zoe, we can't be fired from our job, except if we stop working, then we fire ourselves. Yep. And then she saw it, thought about it for a while, and she said, well, you better not stop working. <laughs> she puts <laughs> things together pretty quickly these days. That's, That's right. But you know, back to real estate, right? You, you're either self-employed or self-unemployed based on you every single day, starting right now. This is going to be your best year ever. 100% of you listening right now have everything it takes to make 2024 your best year ever, for sure. The wind is going to be at your backs with regards to the market. There's so much pent-up demand. The demographics are on your side. Do not allow yourself to be pulled down in any negative, you know, mindset rabbit holes. You got to be leading into next year with the belief, the absolute core level belief that you are in the right place at the right time. Now it's time for you to take the right actions. And you know what to do, right? That's right. (laughs) You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.